It's me, Dan, from Harmontown. You can hear episodes of our show and 30 others before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. The TuneIn app is a free mobile audio app available across iOS, Android, and Windows. Podcast superfans get even more from their favorite shows. For four weeks, new episodes of Harmontown will be available a full 24 hours early, exclusively on TuneIn. Podcasts will release their new episodes early, including feral audio shows like Drinky Fun Time, Dome People Town, and Natural. Butte. Tune in is also full of content like live sports, news, music, and audiobooks. Get the next episode of Harmontown right now at the TuneIn app at tunein.com slash Harmontown. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Mystic, Mystic Party, Party, the world's premier crypto-psychology show. I'm your host, Southern California's leading psychic, Bria Grant. And I'm your other host, Zane Grant, conservative professor of occult studies in Latin America. Oh, and what did you do this last weekend? Did you go to Comic-Con? I went to Comic-Con last weekend. Uh, boy, did I see some sights. Uh, Farrell had a great booth. They had a lot of crazy <laughs> parties. They had panels. Wow. Uh but when when I was walking up to the convention, you know, I really love cosplayers. I like seeing all of the things that they're doing, you know, in this season. Uh, cosplay fashion had taken quite a turn. The first thing I saw... You, Go on. Okay, thanks. I wanted that. Um, the first thing I saw walking up, I saw, oh, an, a woman f- dressed from the hit movie Avatar, James mm. Cameron's Avatar. Yeah, wow. yeah. She was the she was the late the blue lady. She was a blue lady. She attaches her hair to a dragon. I didn't yeah. see the movie, but I, I, I think that's I'm, I'm not a yeah I'm not a advocating anyone watch Avatar, but this cosplayer, <laughs> wow. So she's like holding this like baby, and first I'm like, is that a real blue ba- baby? Did she paint the baby? No, it was just a doll. And then I take a closer look. Oh, what is she wearing? She has on a bead bra that you can basically see through. Hmm, that's a little much. Pretty, pretty great, pretty great experience. Uh, but boy, are clothes getting thin. So then I'm like, and then you know, I return my gaze to so the ground. So you're saying number one in cosplay fashion is clothes are getting thinner this this year? No, let me finish. Okay. So then you know, I said I looked at her boobs. So I was like embarrassed. So I looked down. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. And 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 as I'm looking down, I see. Wait a second. She's not wearing any underwear under that loincloth. And she painted all of her lower regions blue. She painted her vagina blue. She painted her vagina blue, but and she had pubes and everything. It was like full show. And I was just like, Whoa, <coughs> wait a second. And But then the more I thought about it, you know, I waved and I kept walking. <laughs> I waved and then I kept walking. Uh-huh. And uh, the more I thought about it, I was like, so she knew. She knew people she were going to see, see downstairs it, yeah. because she painted. painted it. Yeah. She didn't think, ah, oh, this loincloth will do the job. No. She knew people would see there. So what you're saying is this year in cosplay fashion, the big news is less is more. <laughs> That's the news, yeah. That's the news in cosplay fashion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the news there is to know. Well, thanks, everyone, for coming by the Feral Audio booth. Yeah, thank you saying so Saying hi to all the Feral Audio shows, mm-hmm. saying hi to Mystic Party, mm-hmm. getting buttons, all sorts of things. Pretty yeah, great. It was great. And the Feral Audio even was in Hall H, which is kind of impressive, and if you ask me. It's impressive. Hey, um, we have a guest today. Wait. Oh, yes. Real quick. If, uh, you know, 
if you're shopping on Amazon, make oh, sure yeah. you go through Feral Audio. <laughs> that's right. Um, that supports the artist. It's free to you, and you know these keeps these podcasts free, not like some of these other pay stations. Um, yeah, for sure. Don't pay. Yeah, free free content over here. Free funny content. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I've been gone for a month, so I don't remember how to host this show anymore. Now you say the part you were about to say. Hey, we have a guest in the studio. Uh, guest. You want to introduce yourself? Hi. Hey, hey everyone. It's me, Dave Tooney. Hey, oh, Dave Tooney. Oh, wow. The, of high school. Yeah. Of, uh, uh-huh. of high school? Yeah. yeah. I'm 17. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So, so Dave, you're here on the show. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, we usually start with paranormal news stories, but um, you know, you want to cool. give us a hint to what you're going to be talking about, what 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 your problem is, what's sure. going on with you. Yeah, I mean, let's definitely get into some paranormal news stories. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. That stuff wow. scares me. Scares the jeebers out of me. Um, anyways, um, but what we want at some point what I want to talk about is um. All right, so I was named um, Homecoming King. Congratulations. This past year, right? Yeah. yeah. Great, right? Should be a big honor. Congrats. It's yeah. Hard ro- it's a long road, but you made it. Yeah, but here's the problem, uh, is that I was uh, not the leading vote getter for Homecoming King. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another person, uh, Tony Mandern. Tony Mandern. Mm. Tony Mandern. Yeah, he was the leading vote getter, but he died on the way to homecoming. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyways. Um, I followed that story, actually, because, yeah, yeah I'm a big uh, sports fan. I mm. uh, really follow high school high football. School yeah. 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 And, mm. uh, you know, the... He was a quarter. He was starting quarterback. I was backup quarterback. Right. Backup quarterback? Is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. backup quarterback. Okay. Second string, yeah. Second string. Second backup. string. What would you have called it? I, was, I, I don't know. I didn't know they had two quarterbacks. Yeah, because yeah, what what if one dies on the way to homecoming, you have to have a second one? Yeah, Definitely. I don't think that's normally the reason why they have two quarterbacks. <laughs> sure. okay. But that in that case, in this case, that's what happened. Yeah, um, yeah he died, and um, I was the next leading vote-getter, backup quarterback. Uh, but the problem is... He uh, he's coming back from beyond the grave to oh. claim his crown. Sounds pretty intense, but congratulations on your homecoming, King. You Thank know, you. Win. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's put a pin in that, and we'll come back to it. Um, Sid, you wanna? We let's have news gal Sid here in the house, and uh, news gal Sid. Hello. Hey, good to see you. Good I've been gone for a month. I just wanted to, you know. No, we missed you a lot. But did you? So okay. Um. Will you have some noise stories for us today? I do. Noise? They're all food themed. Oh, good. Oh, Zane loves it. Oh, me too. <clears throat> People line up for cronuts appear unfazed by corpse on nearby bench. <laughs> New York, New York. People were waiting in line outside the Soho Bakery, famous for creating the cronut, despite a dead body slouched on a nearby bench. When EMS responded, most people were reportedly staying in line. 10-10 wins, Roger Stern reported. Alex, a woman visiting from Indiana, said she would have stayed for a chance at scoring the tasty treat. <laughs> I just heard that they're so good, so might as well just wait, she said. John from the East Village had a different take and said he would have left. I doubt I would have stayed. That's just too much. Just to get a cronut? That's just too much of an experience, he said. 
As for the man on the bench, sources said he's from the area and that his death does not appear to be suspicious. Wait, did they know you two people who weren't actually in line? I don't think they were. They just random people. What yeah. do you think? Would, would you, you have, have waited in line? Would you have gone? Yeah. Let's do a round table. Would you guys have stayed or would you have gone? Cronuts, the place that originated the cronut. I Same. have a question. Do you just want a yes or no? Because <laughs> I have a big question. I mean, I just don't understand why. Why did was he just left on the bench? Like they knew he was dead, <laughs> so it's a corpse. It's a corpse. Mm -hmm. So it's not. How fresh is the body? Normally, a corpse. I feel like is like, some time has passed. Like oh, if somebody just died. Yes, oh. technically they are a corpse, but you would. I see still think of them in terms of someone who just died. I bet you he was fresh. I think he's fresh. I think you immediately turn into a corpse when you die. I was mm -hmm. by a bagel shop one time mm -hmm. in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. um, right off of the uh, Graham L stop. Mm -hmm. Great bagel shop. And I bought a bagel, walked outside, walked by the subway, the not the restaurant, the underground place mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there was a guy who had just died and there was paramedics there and stuff and they're like well we're calling it and i was like oh and boy that took a toll did you eat the bagel i ate the bagel. okay so you would have so stayed. stayed in line at the cronut shop no because that was before i'm not gonna stand next to a dead body and not if and not do anything first of all they need to call if you see a dead body call, call an authority mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah call authority call mystic party how jaded are New Yorkers? Dave, <laughs> would you stay in line? Uh, I would stay in line. Um, the gentleman who the interview who said that's too much of an experience, I don't think that's possible. I think that's <laughs> what you want, right? You, you want, pro experience? You, you want, I don't think there's too much experience. I think uh. that's what you want, and that's a story that you tell for years and years. And I, um, um, I'm going to say this, too. If you're... Homecoming King, sometimes they make you t tell a speech, and that'll give you some fodder in the speech, you know, if you don't have a lot. Uh -huh. That's a nice little icebreaker. Mm -hmm. I was in line for Cronuts. There was a dead body. Yeah, it's great. That is a great icebreaker. Mm -hmm. Also, thank you Kings. for crowning me king. Yeah, that's yeah. good. It's good. I want to change my position now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that he's right. Um, I'm a big fan of Jimi Hendrix. I like the question, are you experienced? And I think that, I think that, yeah, you're right. You should experience everything. I don't like combined food, so I wouldn't stand in line. Yeah, I don't uh, like cronuts, cruffins. All these things make me really angry. What's well, a cruffin? Uh, I think it's a croissant muffin. Oh. Uh, oh. There's a new one. There's one called is something else with a muffin. A smuffin? What's that? A s'more muffin? I don't think that's a thing. Oh. It is. I've had them. A s'more muffin? A yeah, smuffin? it's horrible. That's just a muffin with chocolate and... And a roasted marshmallow on top. So it's a cupcake. It's a cupcake. Okay. It's a smuffin. <laughs> I wouldn't have stayed because I hate New York City and I never would have been there. Wow. Our next news story. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> First, Pooh-themed dessert cafe set to open in Canada. I hate the story already. <laughs> The Restroom Restaurant will be a first for a city that is renowned for its varied and international culinary scene. In Toronto, a city crammed full of fine restaurants, famous chefs, and innovative dining ventures, it would be difficult for anyone to create a new fad. But one George Brown College graduate is hoping her poop cafe dessert bar will cause the next big stink. 
opening mid-August in Koreatown, Lian Nguyen's cafe will offer an all-brown menu in the shape of human stools. I'm trying to make poop cute, Miss Nugent explained to the Toronto Star. She said she first discovered the concept when she was visiting her mother in Taiwan a few years ago. We checked out a toilet-themed restaurant, and I just loved it, she said. It's funny to put food and poop together. <laughs> it it's a great comparison. It stayed in my mind for a long time. As soon as I finished school, I said, okay, I'm going to bring that restaurant to Toronto. The culinary management graduate said the menu will offer traditional Thai, Japanese, and Korean desserts like padens bigusu, red beans with ice, as well as chocolate ice cream. <laughs> Canadians <laughs> will be asked to vote on the names before the menu's finalized. Diners will sit on fake toilets and eat their food out of lavatory and urinal-shaped dishes. It's considered very disgusting. Something you can't talk about when you're eating, she told the newspaper. Similar-themed restaurants have already opened in Russia, South Korea, the Philippines, China, Japan, and Indonesia. The restaurant that inspired Miss Nugent is called Modern Toilet and has been open since 2004. It has shower heads on the walls, plunger-shaped lampshades, and a tiled floor. Diners can relax on their toilet-style seats with poo-shaped cushions. <laughs> Are you sure they're breathing out really slowly? I'm so angry. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like... <laughs> Well, we would consider foreign food already has got hurdles <laughs> in being accepted <laughs> by like mainstream cultures. <laughs> They're really making it hard. They're really yeah. making it really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Never, it... never mind about the sea urchin. Yeah, yeah forget that. Yeah, you have to worry about eating things that are in... Uh... They don't even talk about like what the food is <laughs> chocolate ice cream which they called an asian dessert which <laughs> what a lie <laughs> oh, so they, do talk about they, they, well, they said that in red beans and ice you know like the snow cones that have red yeah, beans on them like those, those are really good actually yeah but now i'll never eat them yeah. again so what do the red beans represent bloody stool yeah you know, that's I gross make them brown i don't know how <laughs> many days are we going to give this restaurant being open. I don't know. People like Nobody weird likes stuff. that. Nobody people like weird stuff but not that weird. But it's well, open. What did they say what do they say about that one that was, it's open since two thousand four? Yeah, but where is it open? Japan. Somewhere where they like really strange things. <laughs> yeah, Russia. I don't think oh, you Russia? Say that. That's like Russia? more of a line I have to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the craziest part is you sit on a toilet. And I don't know I why know. that bothers me more than the poo shaped everything else. Yeah. Well, I, you sit on a toilet on top of a poo shaped cushion. So it's like you're r literally sitting on poop, you're eating poop. I hate it. It's really just one step away from being a Harkonnen, <laughs> like in the dune, you know? No, I don't okay, remember. Okay, never mind. <laughs> there are these really gross people, and they're sadistic. <laughs> and they basically live on a toilet. I just don't know what the craziest... Here's the craziest thing about all of it, is that she saw it, and then all through culinary school, she's like, this is my dream. <laughs> it's like my dream. When arguably everything in culinary school is 
pointing you in a, the opposite <laughs> different direction. Directions. And I just love the idea that like she sits next to like someone first day of class, like they're you know new semester, and they're like, oh. I'm thinking about opening up, you know, a farm Cord- to table, yeah. like, you know. Cordon Blue. Yeah, like, I really want to use, like, fresh ingredients. She's like, I want to open up a poop restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Don't steal my idea. Don't, don't steal my steal idea. It. You also don't need a degree to open that restaurant. You're serving <laughs> chocolate ice cream. <laughs> you don't need a cooking school degree. And, and, like, part of her rationale was, like, I'm trying to make food and poop together <laughs> comedic. <laughs> <laughs> Which has not like nobody opens a restaurant like this will be funny. No, I bet there are, there are comedic restaurants. What? Mm, TGI Fridays. That's not comedic. Well, is it? The title, the name of it's pretty silly what about and fun. Buca de Beppo. <laughs> oh, Buca That's not. That's just Italian. The name's funny. Again, the name yeah. is good. <laughs> what about um? Oh, what about Magic Time Machine in Dallas, where they sing That's songs to you and you sit in a teepee anymore. or something? Oof. And it's not funny. It's fantasy. Those no. ones where they insult you. What are those called? Dick's oh. Last Resort. Oh. Dick's Last Resort. That's, That's a, a funny one. It's not funny. Ooh, what about Medieval Times? Oh, pretty That's funny. That's pretty funny. funny. It's funny. You and I have been recently, and we both fun. thought they were. We thought it was funny. They're confusing fun. yeah, in an ironic kind of way. No. Unfortunately, yeah. sadly. I think that this is ironic. But she wants to oh. make poop cute. <laughs> it was her that main was poop cute? She it wants was... to make poop cute. God, dating this woman is terrible. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. I think she's picked up, of all the battles you can pick, like, uh, <laughs> the gotta, Battle of the Ages. I gotta make poop cute. I feel like yeah. it's gotten a real raw deal. <laughs> Like it's a very noble cause. Yeah. My God, so, I can't. I can't even talk about this yeah. story anymore. Uh, that being said, I'll go. That being said, I'll go to it. I have another gross restaurant. You have another gross restaurant story yeah, in okay. a different way. Okay. London gets its first naked restaurant. Waiting list already at five thousand. Of course, of course it does. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about you, but if there's one thing that's always bugged me about eating in restaurants, it's having to wear clothes. Why stain them when you can imbibe as the Romans might, naked, with sauce and wine spilling all down your body? Is this a real reporter who wrote <laughs> yeah, this story? this is a horrible okay. reporter. This is presumably the gap in the market the Bonyadi is hoping to fill. A pop-up restaurant coming to London this summer for three months. Enter a secret Pangea-like world, its website promises, free from phones, electric lights, and even clothing optional and revisit the beginning where everything was fresh free and unadulterated from the trappings of modern life the banyati named after a hindi term for base or natural will have a naked and non-naked section along with a changing room to cater from the former uh there will also be food you'd hope though it's not immediately clear what will be served uh, the pop-up, which at the time of writing has a waiting list of 4,525, is the brainchild of Lollipop, who are behind the similarly lucrative Breaking Bad-themed cocktail bars. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is to experience true liberation, mm. said founder Seb Leal. We have worked very hard to design a space where everything patrons interact with is bare and naked. The use of natural bamboo... <laughs> Partitions and candlelight has enabled us to make the restaurant discreet whilst adhering to the ethos behind it. No doubt this has been the most challenging project for us yet, which makes us very excited about it. Note to entrepreneurs, make naked versions of things and people will go. Naturally, in all senses of the world, we'll be heading down to review the restaurant in due course. 
<clears throat> so there's naked people who want to eat naked, and there's people who want to go there and watch people. <laughs> naked people. But everybody has to get naked, right? No, it's half, optional. But half, why would half. you go there if they don't even know what food is going to be there? Clothes. <laughs> you just go for the naked restaurant for yeah. the food. Yeah. Like, but I just really love the food there. It's really great. It's probably like a cafeteria. I was really, I was really thinking the whole time that it was going to be a really brightly lit restaurant. So I'm glad they're doing it in candlelight. Yeah. I kept thinking like it's McDonald's style lit, like yeah, you know, abrasive fluorescent with lighting. like hard seats, you <laughs> yeah. know. And but I'm glad they made it so that it's like really soft and like you know, candlelight. You know, in nudist cultures, somebody was telling me that uh, you you have to carry around a towel with you to That's sit right. on because you do. people yeah, don't you want your butt Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So at this restaurant, what? I assume they make you do the same. Or maybe they clean the seats. Yeah. That's somebody's job. <laughs> Next time you're wor- you're like, oh, man, I really hate waiting tables. Yeah. Wait, are the waiters naked? No. Uh, you could I... have to work there at that place. Oh, God. No, they're handling the food. Yeah. Right. There no, was, uh, you can't be naked. Right. You can- Actually, right. that would be like some sort of... In our hometown. thing seems like it should be <laughs> yeah. some sort of... In uh, our hometown in Marshall, Texas, like just outside, there was a place called the Chicken Ranch that was... Ironically, a steakhouse um, <laughs> with nude servers. Oh, that's funny. No there, there we go. That's a funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. That's a funny name. But they got closed down because it was topless and bottomless, and they're serving steaks. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of times tables are at crotch level or thereabouts. <laughs> yeah. And or it's, you yeah. don't want something jumping over. Or it's like when you go to the Korean spa here in LA. I don't know if you guys have been to Wee Spa, but mm, if you go there, you go. It's all nude. You, it's nude, but then the people, if you get like a body scrub, those ladies are wearing swimsuits, which I appreciate because otherwise my face would be in their crotches. Who? Oh, okay. They're, the women scrubbing you are wearing swimsuits. Yeah, but you have to be naked. Ooh. Mm. It's pretty great. You should try it. Sounds I got to go. Those 17-year-olds got to go. Also, I feel like that whole list for that restaurant is 17-year-old yeah. boys. <laughs> it's like 100% 17-year-old boys <laughs> yeah. sitting in the restaurant yeah. alone at tables by themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, right. To be 17 again. Well, thanks for those news stories, News Gal Sid. We uh, really appreciate yeah, that. Thanks appreciate for coming you. in. Happy birthday. And happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, uh, so, Dave. Yeah. Again, congratulations on being Homecoming King. Thank you. Is it everything you thought it would be? More. It's more? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there is a parade and... Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, like... There's a bunch of people in our town that have like older cars, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we get to ride uh, in those older cars and sure. wave to everyone. Wave, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you sit kind of like on the back part of them mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, Model yeah. T. Yeah, yeah. They're all they're all Model Ts, <laughs> uh, and so we all get to sit in the back of them and wave. So that's fun. And um, you get to hang out with the, the homecoming queen, I imagine. Oh, what? you better believe it. And was that someone that you liked or? Yeah. Oh, big time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Heather Marshall. Heather Marshall. Yeah, and she, oh man, just dream. You know and what I mean? Was she dating a lot of time? I feel like a lot in the movies anyway. A lot of time, the homecoming king and queen were dating to yeah. begin with. Yeah, she yeah. was dating Tony. Oh, she was uh, dating Tony. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, hey, that's when the backup comes in, right? Then right. that's when the second string comes in. That's right. That's yeah. right. And did you feel like you got to 
take his place in in that way, like in a one to one kind of way. Like she was just like, okay, this guy's as good as the last one, or was it more like consoling? And she let me know from the get go that I was not as good as Tony. Oh, um, great. Okay. Still a dream coming true, right. but she let me know from the onset that I am a distant second okay. in virtually every way, oh. arm strength, football style, mm-hmm. uh, but also when we danced, um, which was to. Uh, Aerosmith's uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Yeah, um, great one. Didn't know that song was still popular. It's not, okay. but that was the theme of the <laughs> that was the theme of the dance. The theme of the dance yeah. was unpopular songs? No, it was a popular song. Oh. Aerosmith's only number one hit. Oh, interesting. But it was quickly changed to Don't Want to Miss a Thing right. because when Tony died, we realized that life is short right. and you don't want to miss a thing. So... We danced. Um, in my senior year, it was uh, Tuesday's Gone with the Wind, which that would have fit too. Leonard Skinner. Right, Leonard Skinner. But I'm not that old, so it's interesting. These classic rock songs really are meaningful to high school students forever. I guess yeah. that's true. I think so. I think so. So, yeah, uh, I'm king. But the problem is my reign has not been smooth, mm. right? It hasn't been problem-free. Okay. Right. Uh, Tony has come back and begun terrorizing both me and the school because he did garner enough votes for victory. Sure. But because he couldn't be there to wear the crown is passed on to the next uh, top vote getter. And let me once again say, I was a distant second, (laughs) much like in the heart of Heather. What was was your contingent? What was your, like, who was voting for you? Oh, yeah. Who votes for you? So pretty much everyone voted for Tony. Pretty much everyone voted for Tony. But they did allow uh, they did allow teachers to vote this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for some re- uh, for reasons. Uh-huh. <laughs> for good reasons. Right. Uh, sure. And the teachers. Teachers wanted to be included. They want to be included because they got to, like, help. They got to help set it up a little bit. And they're like, where's our piece of the pie? Yeah. yeah um, teachers do really care about homecoming. So they do I know care. about them. Oh, and also they get, two teachers get a guy and a gal get a spot on the homecoming court too. Um, and they are up for votes. So, <laughs> you know, it sounds, so, it sounds very socialist. But you got the teacher contingent. Yeah, I did. Um, Mr. Hoffman, mm-hmm. who uh, teaches like... Um, He'll teach like like drafting like CAD programs, you know, <laughs> like it's for students, often for students who are like, are like college ain't for me, but I'm going to do a two year school. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Hoffman will do, will teach those classes. They still teach AutoCAD in They still school? teach AutoCAD. Wow. You guys are, uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. They teach AutoCAD. <laughs> don't want to miss a thing was our theme song. <laughs> wow. I got a question because I took a technology systems class uh-huh. years ago yeah. and we did AutoCAD. Oh, great. Um, we also, I'm wondering, do they still teach ham radio? No. Okay. <laughs> no. This is, what are you, what are you, crazy? Okay. 2016. Oh, yeah. However, CK1 did sponsor our homecoming. Um, <laughs> we got a cologne that sponsored our homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the cologne. The cologne. <laughs> Calvin Klein's cologne. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay, well, it was so much sure. CK1 sponsored it. It's that um, my Aunt Linda works at Kohl's. And they had a surplus of CK1, <laughs> like those little mini bottles, you know, that will come in like no, a pack I know of them. four yeah, with yeah. CK1, CKB, yeah. a little thing of eternity and a little thing of obsession. 
there was a lot of just CK1s and like, what are we going to do with these? No one bought them for the holidays. Uh, so then she gave them, we got to hand them out. Got so, to hand them out. So it's kind of a sponsor. So a bunch of people got CK1 bottles. Mini wow. Bottles. This is a, you know, the kids do like it when you throw it back though, right? It's kind yeah. of throwback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, though for us, still very current. It's we cool. still very love current. it. Gotcha. Yeah. Still gotcha. the number one scent. Um, it just overtook preferred stock as the number one scent among boys at school uh-huh, and uh-huh. girls because mm-hmm. it's for boys and girls. It's boys and girls. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So uh, Mr. Hoffman, anyways, was on the court but didn't get enough votes and neither did Mrs. Schwabenlander. Um, they, she was, she teaches, um, she teaches home ec. Um, also did not get enough votes. Um, but the, all their teachers voted for me. Oh, I see. So they didn't have a teacher on the court. They had you instead. Uh, no, Mr. Hoffman, Mrs. Schwabenlander were on the court, but the oh, but teachers didn't, didn't vote for them. I see. I see. I yeah. see. You, they didn't get enough co- votes to be homecoming king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they are, that's because at a recent, uh, a recent teachers conference. There's a teachers conference. Normally, there'd be a parent-teacher conference, but this was just teacher conferences. And Mr. Schwabenlander <laughs> and Mr. Hoffman both voted to go from having. You know how schools have summers, like yeah. we have summer. Yeah. But they wanted to go. They wanted to do year-round. Oh. They want to do year-round with longer breaks in between. And yeah. all the other teachers were like, why do you think we signed up to be teachers in the first place? Yeah. yeah. So they did not get any votes. I got the votes from the teachers. I was second place and ultimately named Homecoming King. And let me, can I just ask a, a logistical question and then we'll get to the Sure, I'm going to be able to give you a real simple, clear answer, okay. no doubt. Okay. Um, so Tony died on the way to Homecoming. Mm-hmm. But I guess they knew he died. And so when they got there, they decided, oh, he's dead. No, so what happened was, you know how, like, um, <clears throat> do you know the movie Ferris Bueller? Mm-hmm. I've seen it, yeah. Great. So you know when the teacher's calling for Ferris Bueller in the classroom? Yeah, Bueller. Bueller, Bueller yeah. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, that's what happened. Oh, I see. And only, because Tony. It's a great concern. Tony, and they had the crown and the cape ready to put on Tony's head, mm-hmm. but he was he never came forward. Because he's dead. Because he was dead. And so that's when they switched the theme to Aerosmiths don't want to miss a thing. Mm-hmm. They switched it they midway through the dance. They knew at that moment he must have been dead for not because he wasn't there. Yeah. The news, came, a, the news came in. Right. Yeah, my right Aunt Linda my aunt Linda saw the whole thing when she was locking up Coles mm. and saw the whole thing happen. Wow. What happened again? Sorry. Car he, wreck? Uh, he was in a car and um, do you know how when kids will like Sometimes they'll take baseball bats and hit mailboxes. Oh, sure, yeah. I did that, yeah. But he was taking, he has such a strong arm, and he was using a football, and he was <laughs> rifling footballs at mailboxes. From a distance? From a distance. Wow. And either knocking them over, or they would, or he would prove his accuracy, and they'd go right into the mailbox, and they would be signed, and then whoever's house that was got a gift from Tony, the number <laughs> oh, one quarterback. Great. That's great, that's great. It's cool. Got to sign football. Yeah. <laughs> He did that all the and way. How to did home- he, die? he did that all the way to homecoming. <laughs> he did that on the way to homecoming. <laughs> uh-huh. And then um as he was doing it, as his arm outstretched out the car, a semi truck came past. They passed a semi truck and his hand got caught in the grill of the semi truck and it yanked <laughs> His left arm off. Wow. He's left handed himself. Oh, he's left handed. Yeah. And yanked his arm off. So he's driving. <laughs> he's also the one driving the car and he's just throwing footballs with his left hand. Yeah. And out the window. And the semi hits his, takes his arm off. And he was so distraught 
This is well. This is all coming second half from Aunt Linda. Uh, <laughs> he was so distraught that he lost his throwing arm, and his future, as far as he was concerned, was over because mm. he was all football. That um, he he spiked his head into the ground. <laughs> he spiked his own head. Yep. With he, his other arm. What a way to his, go! With his other arm, he spiked his head. God. Which is also a, he had a cannon of a right arm. Even his weak arm was a strong really, one. Really strong. And yeah. he spiked his head in one last, final, touchdown celebration. He got yeah. out of the car though to do it. He got out of the car to do it. And did he pull his own head off before, or did he just grab it and slam it? He pulled his head off, but still like a chicken that could kind of like run around for a little bit when your head's cut off. He had the wherewithal to spike his own head into the ground, uh-huh. and he still did a little bit of a dance when he did it. <laughs> He did. He did like a little, yeah, a like little victory dance. He had one hand like Which, in the air with a, his number one finger up, and then his right, his like legs were like doing that thing where you like cross your <laughs> hands across in front your hands in front of your legs, really and it looks cool. like your your, yeah. your legs are crossing. Really sh- he was showboating right up. He to was the showboating end. right up into that the end. That is a fascinating way to die. Yeah, fascinating way to because he didn't have to die. He chose. He yeah. chose to. He chose to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the losing a major appendage. So um so. Uh, these stories are long. I hate to ask, but uh, oh, they are. How uh, <laughs> long? How uh, What's the problem? Oh, the problem is yeah. So I've been named king, right? And my reign is going smoothly for a minute, right? Yeah. But, but then greatest moment of your life. Greatest moment of my life. This is by far the greatest moment of my life. Um, and and I beat cancer, but this is the greatest moment of my <laughs> life. And. Uh, uh, what kind of never mind, I don't care. Go ahead. What kind of cancer? No, 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 what no, kind no. Of cancer? Tell, no, tell me about the hauntings. No, I can go to this. Okay. No, no, no. Great. No, no. Was, I already know. Was, he had a uh, pineal gland. Pineal gland. I had a pineal tumor, gland. Tumor on his pineal. Yep. Gland. Tumor mm-hmm. on pineal. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so um, I'm wearing my cape and crown like you do um, around school. Oh, you it, wear it every day. Yeah. Okay. You have to. And uh, oh. um, Tony, the ghost of, has come back. Full body, full form, everything oh. intact, and he is—he's um, shutting and opening lockers, tossing books out of them, causing ruckuses in class. He's um, wow, uh, found, like in the locker room. He's like taunting me um, when I'm in the shower, and he is saying that the crown is rightly his because he was the number one vocator, and it doesn't matter if he was dead or not. He should have been named king. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know what to do about it. I'm like losing my mind here. Yeah, and I know that's not the mark of a good king, but I I, I don't know what to do. Well, most yeah. kings are not haunted. You know what I mean? Right. I right. That's, I'm like that's... treading new territory here. Yeah. Whoo. All right. Well, our phone lines are blown up. People really want to have a conversation with you about this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Zane. Uh, can I get line three? Uh, Dave. It's Laura McIntyre, head of the Homecoming Party Planning Committee. Can you, like, top, stop talking shit on my homecoming theme, okay? I had to do it last minute. Uh, Lauren, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just, like, I feel like we should have just stuck. I mean, I love that you wanted to honor Tony in that way, and you put that together real last minute. I just think that we uh, should have stuck with the theme that we already had. What was the theme you already had? Under the Sea? Under the Sea's big pop, popular one. Yeah. It's a very good theme, but 
I mean, in my opinion, we shouldn't have even had homecoming. Like, our king died on the way to homecoming, and now we're being cursed because of it. I just think that we had a great theme going, Under the Sea, and it was with featuring the song from... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Under the Sea. <laughs> that was the that was the slow dance song. That, that was, was the all slow scheduled. Yeah. Under the Sea, sung by the crab. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the slow dance song, right? Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna play like the whole album on loop at the prom, like from start to end. It was like a really fun idea. Like I, I had my dad, who like owns a fishery in town. He had crabs for everyone to eat. It was amazing. But like when Tony died. Oh, had to change it to honor him. What did you guys eat after Tony died? You didn't eat crabs anymore? No, my dad, I made my dad get rid of all the crabs. Oh. And we just had little smokies on toothpicks. That's all you had, little smokies on toothpicks to honor Tony? Those were his favorite food, little smokies. Oh, little smokies, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Yeah, he would say that when he was about to throw like a short pass, he'd go, ooh, here's a little smoky. <laughs> oh. For the tight end. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. So you you don't have actually any advice for any Dave. Advice. Oh, well, I was going to say, like, stop being a freaking dick about it, okay, Dave? Like, we all miss Tony, and you're making life really hard for us. I'm sorry. I just, that's heavy as a head that wears a crown. And oh. so I'm just trying oh. to, you know, you do my best. Win. You're just a suck up to the teachers, okay? Lauren, please, please, please. I know you're a little <laughs> jealous that we were dating, oh. and then now it's me and Heather you're again. You're not dating Heather. Yeah. Oh, she's made that very clear, but <laughs> I still, it's like that's, it's we have a relationship. She's queen, I'm king. Oh, I can't help it. it. We were, it was bestowed upon us. So you guys, you did used to date, Lauren. Oh, God. It was like so long ago, like five months ago. It was like forever. It like didn't mean anything. Just like whatever it felt like part of his family. It was really nice, but whatever, I don't care. Oh, you like his family? He's a really nice. I love Aunt Linda. Kohl's is my favorite store. Oh. Kohl's is a pretty good store. Yeah. So good. And you know what? what? You know what, Dave? What? The whole school freaking smells like CP1 now because Tony's smashing the bottles everywhere. <gasps> yeah, Tony keeps smashing the bottles of CK1 oh, everywhere. Boy. Lauren, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, Lauren, are you pretty annoyed with Tony, too? Oh, you're not annoyed with Tony. I totally get where Tony's coming from. Like, after Dave broke up with me, I, like, opened his locker and threw out all his books and, like, smashed some of his mom's cologne in her, be- in her bedroom when I when I broke in once. That was oh. you? Yeah, that was me. That was you, Lauren. I'm sorry. Oh, oh man. You broke my heart. I love your and I love Cole. Oh, man. Warren. I'm sorry. Oh, smash my mom's cologne. She had a bunch of CK one summer. Uh, obsessed with Calvin Klein. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, I'm sorry, okay? I'll, and I know that Tony could do no wrong. No one, no one thinks that Tony's really doing anything wrong at school. They're all very accepting of it. Uh, but he is wreaking havoc. But look, the wounds are still fresh for me of our breakup. Yeah, right. You broke up with me. But I didn't know what I was doing. And I guess I was just scared to get close to you. Our city. What a line dumb boys use. Good luck with frickin' Tony or he's gonna kill you. Oh, no. no. Well, okay. Well, thanks for calling, Lauren. Thanks for calling. I mean, here's the thing. If he's just smashing up stuff around school, I mean, you're a senior, right? Uh-huh. You don't have to be there much longer. Yeah, that's a good point. But do you think he's really gonna kill you? Because that's, that's a danger. Yeah, I'm super worried about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Whenever I'm driving home from school in my... uh. 
Pontiac Fiero. Okay. Uh, it's a two-seater, engines in front. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever I'm driving home, like I feel like I'm losing control of the wheel or like mm. the brakes feel like they're going to give out any second. And I feel like Tony has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like ultimately he wants to tear my head off, tear my head off and spike it like a football. Yeah. You don't think it's just because your car might be kind of old? My 87 Pontiac Fiero? Yeah, it seems like it might be kind of just like a dated car. I mean, that car is like 30 years old. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, the car might be old. Nonetheless, it is a legitimate fear that a ghost might rip off your head, spike it on the ground. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm maybe just, it's uh, not evidence, you know, but I think we have a lot of evidence pointing towards here. We have a very strong ghost with a very strong presence. He's able to... Uh, telekinetically move uh, cologne bottles to the point of smashing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And he hates Dave. Mm. Yeah. He wants, you know, Dave to be punished for taking his place in every way that regards just being the homecoming person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing. You haven't taken any other spots of hit. I mean, oh, actually, did you get moved up to being head quarterback? I did. Mm-hmm. Wow. We haven't won any games since. Yeah. Mm, bummer. I'm yeah. a distant second in talent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I regularly throw to the opposition. Okay. Um, because it features, we, whenever we play Howard's Grove, I have cousins from that area, mm-hmm. and they also play football. And I'm still used to playing like football with my cousins, you know, on when our families get together on Sunday, that I often throw to them. Because they seem so familiar to me, mm. and we have to play Howard's Grove seven times a year. Wow, and... that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Small. We have a small conference. Small, small, conference. small conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys are like, what? You're like, I love it though. I love that conference. You're like two A or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. The excitement, the competition. Right, right. Ooh, fever pitch. Um. All right. Well, let's take another call. Okay. Um. Lauren was not so helpful, but it. But you know, at least we confirmed that. You do have an ex-girlfriend, and there uh-huh. is a ghost at school. I'm glad we confirmed those two those things. Those two things we know are true. <laughs> those are true. They can never be taken away from me. We don't know much else. No. Okay. Uh, can I get line three? Hi, Dave. Hello. Dave, this is... You don't recognize me. This is your This is your Spanish teacher, Mrs. Schlutterbug. Oh, Mrs. Schlutterbug. Yeah, I voted for you. Oh, that's so nice. Thanks, Mr. Schlutterbug. Yeah, I appreciate I, it. I know it's supposed to be secret ballot, ballot and everything, but, uh-huh. you know, I just hated Tony so much after the affair. What affair? What? Well, I got pregnant by Tony. <laughs> yes. Schlutterbug. I know. And now my child will be a bastard because of his selfish choice to commit suicide. So you're still pregnant? I'm still pregnant. Babies take nine months, Bria. Oh, I I just didn't know how long ago this happened. Mrs. Schlatterbug, uh, Tony was a, Tony was a, a, a genius. He was like a Doogie Hauser. He was, he was a 13-year-old senior. He was emotionally very mature. <laughs> I was surprised as everyone that after destroying property which i feel like is a harmless act that should not be punished by law 
Can I pause for a second? Uh, you're saying Tony is 13? Cannon of an arm. He has a cannon of a left How? arm. He, has, he is stronger than people who are 18, this 13-year-old boy? He has barely entered puberty at this point. Wow. Barely entered puberty at this point. But stronger. how is he driving? Some people, <laughs> some people might say it's wrong for an adult woman. I'd argue everyone. <laughs> No, in some cultures, some Spanish cultures, it's you don't sound. It's perfectly <laughs> normal for an adult woman to take upon a young mate. There's no way that's okay in Spanish cultures. There's no Certain way. Spanish cultures. There's no way that's true. You just mean people who teach Spanish in public schools. Oh, that's the culture. That's the culture. All of the women that I went to school. Yeah, for Spanish teaching. Which, and I went to an all-women's school, have decided to partner. We have an online community, and we're advocating. It's like NAMBLA. Oh, that's going to get shut down, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like, like this is... Uh... It's like NAMBLA, but more active. <laughs> this is a safe space. You can talk about it. Yeah. It's fine. So, you know... We're... Your accent sounds distinctively Southern California. <laughs> well, there are a lot of... Hispanic-speaking okay. people. I'm, my, I'm from a German heritage. I see, I see. Schlutterbug is a German name. Yeah. We fled Austria after, you, you know, we committed war crimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But that was not me personally. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Okay. I thought, you know, Tony was smarter than that. He wouldn't have assumed that I was in charge of... I'm not even old enough. Miss, Mrs. Schlutter, Schlutterbug, is it a Mrs.? Yeah, uh, you married? <laughs> you are. Mrs. Schlutterbug, you're married. Yeah, yes, Mr. Schlutterbug. He doesn't know that I'm pregnant, but he does know about the affair. That was consensual between all of us. All three all three of you. Right. I know that this sounds like it's going to help, Dave, but I'm getting to that. Okay, good. Great. I'm ready to hear what your point is. Dave? Yeah. I think that what's important is that you you need to give up that crown. Mm. You know, you need to go and bury the crown with Tony because he deserves it. Oh, in Tony's grave. Tony is. You are advocating. Tony is S L Ray. You're, you're. Oh, is S L Ray? Yeah. yeah, sure. That was Spanish. I got it. Um, I. You're advocating that Dave go dig up Tony's grave, put the crown in there, and then di- and then on his corpse, and then put dirt back over it, and that would solve whatever haunting we're having. La problema is solved. <laughs> That's right, Dave. Yeah. I don't know if it would be you know stop him from killing you because he's an angry, angry young man, passionate. Yeah. He was passionate in the bedroom, and as only a 13-year-old genius with the muscles of a grown man could be, you know, the kind of hormones running through a body. Imagine, like, you know, the biggest stud in show business just crawling on top of your... The biggest stud in show business? (laughs) Heaping, you know... 45-year-old, Okay. All right, Mrs. Schlitter, this show is rated PG, all right. 
Um. Exposing your honey soft breath to the night air in the back seat of your husband's Toyota Corolla. Mrs. Schlitterbug. And making passionate love uh. with extra hormones. Of a 13-year-old boy. Why'd you use your husband's car? What an insult. <laughs> my husband, it was consensual. Oh, yeah, and my, that's right. my car was in the shop. I had a, a smaller car. That wouldn't A smaller car than a Corolla? <laughs> what are you driving? It's a smart car. I'm a big woman, and I drive a small, tiny Fiat. Okay. Okay. Mr. Schlitterbug, we thank you so much yeah. for calling. And, I, and, I, and your advice is taken. You are still somehow the most respected teacher in school. I voted and, for you, and I appreciate that. And maybe, maybe that's something I need to think about. You've given me, you've given me pause, Mr. Schlitterbug, and I appreciate that. I'm sorry for your loss. Thanks for calling, Mr. Schlitterbug. We appreciate that. Thank you. Here, here. Can I just put something out there in the, in this conversation? Yeah. We've had a lot of conversations about Tony, uh-huh. a lot of conversations about your prom, but it doesn't really seem like it's just like the school smells like CK1. Uh-huh. He's throwing some books. Yeah. And, and you I'll, I'll drive honest, an It old... already smelled pretty much like CK1. Okay, okay. Because um, it's a bunch of high schoolers, and there are a lot of books there regardless. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you drive an old car. A Pontiac Fiero. So none of these seem like actual real problems. It just seems like you have a ghost who's just kind of acts like a teenager, but nothing too terrible. But he might kill him. Well, have we established? People keep saying that, but I feel like maybe people just want you dead. I don't know if Tony's actually made that threat to you. You know, some huh. of our some some of our listeners recently complained that we always have the antagonist call in. <laughs> To solve the problem? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. We do that. We don't orchestrate anything with our phone calls. And that's what I told them. Yeah, and, our and phone calls are time, random. I, I don't know if they've ever seen a movie, but it'd be really weird if the end of the movie, you know, for example, like, you know, Jason Bourne or something, you know, confronted someone completely different to end the movie uh-huh. that had nothing to do with it before. I see. Mm. At the same, so you think the antagonist <laughs> should always call... I'm not making I can't control that I'm just saying in a movie Mm, that's how it would be what what alternatives are your do your listeners have alternative (laughs) solutions let us know listeners we'll uh we'll see um let's take another call I just feel like I'm not sure you have a real problem Dave I'm not I mean look your life's pretty sweet are you not homecoming king I am are you not first string quarterback I am. Are you not getting to spend a lot of time with Heather, even though she's not your girlfriend? I am. And you're riding the back of a cool car all the time? A Model T. Yeah, I am. Just saying. Let's take a car. Let's take line two. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got to be either, you know, you're going to start dating this girl properly or, you know, you're really going to... Uh, I feel like Heather's going to have... No desire to do that. Mm, gotcha. She really doesn't care for me. Uh, there's got to be something. Oh, All right. Caller, where you calling from? Who is this? Oh, it's me, Tony. I'm calling from the other side. Oh, my oh, God, man. it's Tony. It's just Tony. what our listeners didn't want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. Sorry I got to tell Dave to get his head out of his butt. I don't care about you. Oh. oh. Homecoming court. You don't care about the homecoming court? No. You don't want to be homecoming king? I don't give a F about stuff like that when I got a baby on. I like that you uh, you didn't say the a curse word. I don't curse. I'm a 13-year-old boy. 
Good point. Right. That makes sense. You still consider, you consider, you still think that you have a baby on the way? Like, you're a 13 year old corpse, is what you mean. But you're still like that attached to Mrs. Slutterbug? I love that. I love that fat old lady. <laughs> So you killed yourself because you have a baby on the way? No. Well, I mean, I killed myself because my arm got cut off. Right. Because how would I be able to hold my baby? Oh, so it didn't have anything to do with football at all. So Tony, you're really just looking for somebody to take care of this baby? That's exactly it. Dave, haven't you noticed that all the books I've been throwing out of your locker, I throw out your school books, but haven't you noticed that I put in your locker what to expect when you're expecting? <laughs> haven't you noticed I've been switching your books to parenting books? Oh my gosh, they have been. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh man, and in in my locker, my football jersey was gone, yeah. and in its place yeah. was like a, it's just a bunch of diapers yeah. in the shape of a uniform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, duh. Oh duh. man, I wore that for three games. Yeah, yeah, David, looks stupid. You look stupid. You gotta quit football. And you gotta be the daddy to my baby, okay? Your second string in football and your second string in my life, okay? You gotta fuck. Oh my god. Dad to my baby. Oh my god, there's another call. It's blowing up. Actually, I recognize this mom number. Uh, can I get line four? Hi, Dave. This is Mr. Schlutterbug. <laughs> Mr. Schlutterbug? I want to say I'm, I'm good with you taking baby. Say, I told you, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. I have a lot on my hands. I'm working, I'm driving diesel truck. I'm doing so many things. He's really busy. I need you to take care of my baby, Dave. Wait a second. Did you say you're driving a diesel truck? That's right. Wait a second. Yes? <gasps> oh my god, Mr. Slurbuck, you freaking ripped my arm off! Oh, that was you? <laughs> of course it was me. My head was freaking out the window. You saw me, and I was coming from your house. You knew I was driving my mom's car. I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I'm driving very expensive groceries to grocery store. I have so many hours on the road. I'm hitting many things. Mr. Slaughterbug, you're the reason I murdered myself. Oh my gosh, Mr. Slaughterbug, maybe you aren't as cool as we all thought he was. Uh, you were mad about I, this whole mm, this whole uh, I affair. Think, I can't be responsible for people taking our lives. That seems like it's on them. But you did take someone's arm. That's an accident. Mm. I don't want to get sidetracked. Hey, wait a second. Is that a call on line seven? That's a call... Maybe I'll I don't answer know, it. I'm not in studio. Yeah, oh. let's, uh, yeah that's <laughs> so, line seven. That is line seven. Okay. Yes, you're right, Dave. Yeah, take line seven. Hey, it's me, Heather. Oh, Heather. Oh, We're Heather. so glad you're calling. God. We've uh, talked a lot about you. Yeah. Heather? I've been listening. <laughs> Mr. Slutterbug. I'm still online. Seems fair. Yeah, Mr. Slutterbug? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the reason I'm so angry at uh, and so unaccepting of, to- of, of Dave. <laughs> Why? Tell me, I don't get it. Well, the reason is, it's because I'm having an affair with Mr. Schlutterbug. What? Oh my God. That's right. Yeah, I'm a very old senior. I'm 28. Whoa, oh. Heather. Yeah. What, what happened? I was doing a never, I was doing a never been kissed. Oh, like you never been. Oh, like you went God. back yeah. to high school. Yeah. And then 
You did, and then oh, and so you, then you started having an affair with the teacher. Or wait, Mr. he's not a teacher. He, he drives a diesel he's truck. He's unrelated to the school. Gotcha. Totally just <laughs> married into the school system. Yeah, oh, I see. Anyways, we fell in love. I don't know Our how you met, is, but okay, keep going. It was at a. Um, it was a winter fall relationship. It was a winterfall relationship. That doesn't really clarify how we met. But I understand. It's fine. But we fell in love. And I mean, I guess the only real negative is that, I mean, well, he's been cheating on his wife and I was cheating on my love, Tony. Oh, Tony. Did you know? I mean, I had my suspicions. But Tony, you were cheating on Heather, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not pissed about it. That's why I like older women, because they are free to do what they want, you know? And I wasn't pissed about it either. Because you're way too young for me. Yeah. You're 13. Yeah. And I recognize that, that it's way too young for an older person to be in a relationship with. Hold on, line nine's blowing up. What? <laughs> oh my God. Are you telling me, Terry? I'm sorry, is this Mrs. Schlutterbach? <laughs> Let's just Mrs. get a picture we're being clear. Okay, okay. Terry, you were cheating on me non consensually with a high school senior? Who's Terry? I'm Terry. Oh, I'm sorry. Terry Mr. Schlutterbug. Mr. Terry Schlutterbug. Mm. Yes, of course. Yes, dear, I'm cheating. I don't tell you because it's not as nasty. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm 28 <laughs> hey, years old. Uh-huh. So it's not as big of a deal. If guys... I found out I'd, and you didn't tell me you're dating a 13-year-old boy, I'd report you. Okay, the weird thing about all of this is there's a lot of things going around, but Dave is not sleeping with any of these people, correct? I've never had sex before. Never had sex before. So uh-huh. there's a lot of cheating happening between people who should be in high school. Mm-hmm. No, none of these people should be actually in high school. And yeah. then adults. Yeah. yeah. I should be in high school. You should be in high school, and you're not having sex with anybody. But I'm I'm on a waiting list for a restaurant, so I think I'm going to have sex at some point. I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh-huh. but it's a little bit of a wait, right. so, yeah. but hopefully right. I get in there right. soon. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we have a lot of people on the line here. Mm-hmm. Let's do a roundtable <laughs> and to figure out what everyone thinks Dave should do. Okay. Let's okay. do a roundtable. Okay, I think that's a um, great idea. Let's start with Mr. Schlatterbog. Okay, I'm thinking... You should take care of the baby. It's mm. good. It's a good idea. Okay. okay. You're not interested I'm, in this baby. No, I never was interested. It was not supposed to be my responsibility. That was part of the deal. So now I'm thinking just because I knocked some guy's arm off is still not my problem. Okay. One, um, for, one pro baby. One pro baby. Uh, Heather? Um, I think that you should take care of the baby. After all, I have virtually no interest in you whatsoever <laughs> and I would love it if Mr. Schlutterbug was not restrained or confined to this baby but instead would have my baby <gasps> would have my I'm baby loving you. I'm loving you so much right now oh, I, oh god Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay, you guys are on the phone. You're on the oh, phone? Oh, oh, uh, oh, you're not in the same place. I'm, in my, oh. I'm driving my diesel cross-country, but boy, I Ooh. got some nasty pictures to oh, look at. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Let's mute those lines. Oh. So we have two for you should take care of the baby. Two for the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, two for me taking care of the baby. Let's go with idea. Tony. David, got to take care of my baby, especially now that we know my death was not an accident. <gasps> Hasn't been confirmed, but I'm I'm with you on the on you sh- you have something to be angry about for sure. Yeah, yeah. you gotta take care of my baby, Dave. Come on. So that okay, all right. That's the three, three in favor of the baby. Three for the baby, and then uh, Mrs. Schlitterbug. 
I think that Dave is a nice young man, you know, and I, I just, I love Tony so much. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to get past, and I, it was always my dream to have a, you know, a young sperm baby, and now I'm going to do that. <laughs> so... A young sperm baby is just when you get knocked up with a young... With a 13-year-old. Gotcha. New, the Great. sperm are so new. Yeah. It's like they haven't degraded over time like mm -hmm. some old sperm. You... Sperm are always new. Read a freaking textbook. I teach... I have a few for you to take a look at. I don't know at. why you're angry about it, Tony. It's your sperm. I'm sorry. I just don't like all Tony. these accusations. I'm Tony, so young. you're hurting me so bad oh, right I'm now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just pissed I'm dead. You know, oh, oh, my God. You, you don't even know. You did pull off your own head. Well, I was pissed, Mia Moore. Okay? I'm 13. I got a lot of hormones. Okay. Mia Moore. I understand. Thank you. Intiendo. Okay. You know, beyond the grave, it's, it's hard. But you got to know, I'm, I'm going to take care of this baby. And it's good to have a younger person around, I guess. And I did vote for Dave for homecoming. Right. Because I was mad at Tony in that moment. Mm. So, you know, I think that's good. If you're willing to bury that crown and take on oh, this we baby. Didn't, we didn't add that to it, but okay. <laughs> well, I, it's important to me. Okay. Well, all right, Dave. Are you willing to bury the crown literally in a grave? What would be? And then take on the baby as your son or daughter. Lose my reign as king? Yes. And raise a baby? But gain a you would gain a prince. <gasps> my bloodline would go on. That's right. It's not technically your... My I, bloodline okay. would go okay. on. Right. I'd be willing to let you impregnate me after this one, too. Oh, my God. So. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, yes, I will, I will renounce my crown. I think as last act as king, I will bury my crown... In Tony's grave. Thank you. Put it on my head. I'll put it on his head. I'll dig up his grave. I'll open the coffin, put it on his head, and then bury it. And I will raise the baby as my own, thus passing on my bloodline. And also, we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to do it. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm okay with it. It's fine. Okay, I think it's time to hang up some of these phone lines. <laughs> Be gentle All right. with my special lady, okay? Well, Dave, I feel like we solved your problem. Feel like uh, you have a plan, a game plan. Yeah, I feel I'm like I'm excited me becoming, about your future. Yeah, I think me becoming a 17-year-old senior dad. Yeah, it makes sense. To a uh, mid-40s Spanish teacher mm -hmm. who's already married. Mm-hmm. Has really solved all my problems. I think so too. Mm -hmm. I feel like we really tied this up in a nice little package. And I shouldn't have any problems no going forward. No issues whatsoever. Seems like uh, your life is pretty much laid out for you. Well, well, well. Oh, I'll tell you what. Taking that crown off my head, I feel lighter already. Wow. <laughs> That's so great. Well, thanks Dave, for coming. Thank you so much thanks for, for coming, coming on the show, Dave. Dave. And can people still find you um, with the Malcolm in the Middle thing, or is there another thing? <laughs> Can they find you somewhere else? I still think people should be watching Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. It's a great show. Yeah. Um, it's timeless. Yeah. It's a timeless show. Mm -hmm. A young Brian Cranston. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And great a actor. younger 
The guy plays. Um, they're all younger. The rest of them are younger. They're all Everyone's young. younger. Yeah. So I guess I'd say just keep watching Malcolm in the Middle. And right. uh, I think if you each time you watch an episode, you'll find something new that you didn't really notice before. Yeah. So true. It's yeah. very true. Uh, thanks for listening to Mystic Party. Write, uh, write nice reviews about us. Uh, subscribe. Go buy things. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, why not click on Feral Audio first and then... Go check, purchase things. You're check out, subscribe to other Feral shows. Like, uh, I just want to talk about Star Trek. Man, I've been listening to it. They just want to talk about Star Trek. It's great. Very apt name. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the party. Bye. Feral Audio. Want to hear your favorite funny people paired with wine? Want to just hear them whine about something? Hi, I'm Ellen Clifford. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholtz. We're the hosts of The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. We've had Morgan Murphy. Drew Drogi. Brian Safi. Charlie Tanners and Camille Knox. Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins. Melanie Linsky. They all told us their wines. And we told them about wine. It's totally boozy study hall. So get it everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. That's The Wine Situation. Wine Wine with an H. H. Cheers. the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.